Jay, hi there, Kelly. Hello. Last night, Grammy Awards. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, I, I stayed up and I watched um, how <laughs> I had to tap out a little bit after 10 o'clock. But I will say, and Kelly, I know that you're not a huge fan of award shows, so I'll just... Um, I didn't watch one second of it, so you'll do the heavy lifting on this one. So I'll say, though, that one... Like, there were no crazy speeches that were, like, uh, uh, steeped in political this and that. It was, it was really pretty mass appeal from, uh, a, an overall look of it. So that was good. Um, but the performances were a little weird just because the arena they were in, like, the sound was off. You could, and, and you could see that, like, I think that it was messing with the performers, like the acoustics in the arena were not great. Um, but where did they have it? Uh, they had it in LA at the, I don't know what they, they're calling it now. It used to be called the Staples Center. It's now the, oh, it's not the Staples Center anymore. No, 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 no. It got, it, it's, you know, it's, it's like Cardinal Stadium that just, right. You know, exactly. It's a sponsor name. Yes. We don't know the current sponsor. Right. Got it. So, uh, there were a couple of, um, like, oh, wow. Like the song of the year, just like that, Bonnie Raitt, she won. Oh, and she was even surprised she won. It was one of those, oh, okay. Um, album of the year went to Harry Styles, Harry's House, record of the year, Lizzo, about damn time. Best pop vocal album went to Harry Styles. Adele got best pop solo performance for Easy on Me. So yeah, I mean, there were some that were, like obvious and I remember watching it and you know they're listing the nominees and I'm just like nope 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 yep that's gonna win nope nope yeah and so uh, more than likely that was actually the case uh best pop performance uh went to Sam Smith Kim Petras unholy Beyonce actually got her all-time record she won four Grammys so so that's the most ever of all time yep most Grammy wins of all time and it was kind of funny because she was not even there for her first uh, Grammy win on camera. You know, they do some of those awards off camera to keep the night right, moving. There's just too many. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she had already picked up a couple before the ceremony actually started. But the first one she won on camera, she wasn't even there for because she was stuck in traffic. So oh, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah, she was stuck in traffic. So oh, wow. I know, I know. So uh, um, I think that the song writers had kind of gone up and accepted it on her behalf. Is that what they said on stage? She would be here, but she's in a car right now, stuck in traffic. She's trying to get here. Yeah, that's what Trevor Noah said. Oh, my God. Yes, he was the host. And also another thing that was really cool is they had fans um, talking about who should win, you know, uh, the album of the year um and they they all had their pitches so throughout the night they had like these fans like making their pitch for who should win album of the year and obviously they were super fans for for that that certain artist but the lady that was um pitching for harry's house was 83 years old oh my God. and she was a super harry styles fan and, and it was it was it was fantastic so they were uh, they were excited, and then when they announced album of the year, they brought all the fans up, you know those fans that they had highlighted because they had brought them to the Grammys oh and gosh. allowed them to actually announce album of the year. So that was a really cool moment for just normal people, fans. Probably you know? surreal. Yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty cool. Um, 
there last night at Grammy Awards. So, yeah, I mean, some upsets, some, you know, um, obvious ones. Beyonce, she brought her career total to 32 Grammy wins, making her the all-time Grammy champ. Um, Viola Davis, she got best audiobook. So that makes her the 18th ever EGOT winner. You know, that's winning all of them. Yep. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So uh, that is pretty cool there. And uh, anyways, we'll have more updates. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of the just the the, the big overall sweeping. um, uh, You know, I didn't hear you say any Taylor Swift winning. Uh, Taylor did win. She she, did? Did, she didn't get yeah she, so she got uh she won best I think music video for all too well you know the the okay. ten the ten minute version sure uh, but she didn't I don't think she won any on camera she won a couple Grammys off camera but she didn't get any on camera but they certainly did feature Taylor a lot just in the show they would uh, cut to her and you know she was dancing along with some of the performances Taylor and the audience has become a thing yeah exactly yeah. so. Um, anyways, overall, pretty good night, you know, as far as music goes. And for people watching, Jack Harlow was there in the crowd. He was, and I did notice something about Jack. What he was wearing was an outfit that he had worn, at least the tan suit that he had worn to Derby. Oh, so nice. what, when he, I like recycling fashion. Yeah. So when he had, I mean, at least it's what I, what it looked like from the naked eye, because when he had come by the radio stations on, um, I, I want to say either on Oaks or on Derby of last year, he was wearing that same, same like tan, uh, suit type of thing. So, uh, anyways, he looked good. He was there in the crowd and, um, and yeah, he was, he was having his moment there on the Grammy red carpet. So was he next to Dua Lipa? Uh, Are they still a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. He was not. He was not next to Dua Lipa, but he was. He was within earshot of Taylor Swift. I will say that they did set him pretty close. So uh, that was kind of cool. Whoever laughs first loses. If you laugh, you lose. Ben and Kelly on 99.7 DJX. All right, Trumpets, means it's time for you laugh, you lose. The game where Kelly and I sling our jokes back and forth. First person who laughs loses. It's brought to you by the Caravan Comedy Club. And we're all going for this nice, fun little uh, you laugh, you lose Supreme Victor trophy, which has been passed around many times. And repurposed. Yep. It's currently in Kelly's hands. And... It's tied at 69 apiece. That's great. Indeed it is. All righty then. All right, so you laugh, you lose. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, all righty. I'm hoping I don't get fired if I have to use this one joke. (laughs) Okay. I'll wait and see. Okay. Uh, Losers go first. That'd be me. Uh, Kelly, my wife tells me I have two major faults. One, I don't listen. And something else. Good one. Taking that one off the list. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Little known fact. Before the crowbar was invented, mm-hmm. crows simply drank at home. Ah. Okay. Hey, what are a donkey's preferred pronouns? I don't know. He, her. Got it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben. Yeah. If a woman says she'll be ready in 15 minutes, she will be. No need to remind her every half hour. Yeah, right? Hey, how did the hipster burn his lips? 
How did the hipster burn his lips? He drank black coffee before it was cool. Wow. Hey, Ben. Yeah? Asked my boss for a raise because three companies are after me. Oh. He said, which ones? Gas, water, and electric. Okay. They want me to pay them. Oh, got it. A lot. Did, did I really have to explain that to you? You know, Kelly, when my wife is upset, I let her color in my tattoos. Oh. Yeah. She just needs a shoulder to crayon. Hey, Ben. Uh-huh. Guy says my wife told me if I bought one more stupid gift, she would burn it. Oh. So I bought her a candle. Ah, smart. Yeah. You know, a construction worker calls his wife in the middle of the day. Honey, I'm in the hospital. I lost a finger. Oh, my goodness, she exclaims. The whole finger? No, no, he replies. The one next to it. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Guy says my wife tells me I get bad-tempered when I drink whiskey. Oh. So now I drink Canadian whiskey. So I'm bad-tempered, but I'm also sorry. Sorry about that. Yes. Sorry. Sorry about Sorry about that. Kelly, what do boobs and Legos have in common? Boobs and Legos yeah. have something in common? Yeah, what do boobs and Legos really have in common? really curious to find out. Yeah, they're both intended for babies, but adults also enjoy them. Really solid. 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 Thank you. Solid. Hey, Ben. Mm-hmm. My housemates are convinced our house is haunted. Oh, no. But I've been here for 235 years, and I have not seen anything strange. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, Kelly, I went to the doctor the other day, and he handed me a cup and said urinate. I was a little surprised and told him thank you, because I thought I was a 6 out of 10 at best. Got it. I was taken aback. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Got fired from the sperm bank the other day. You did? Yeah. Apparently, you're not allowed to nudge the nearest coworker and say, get a load of this guy every time somebody walks in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Please don't fire me. <laughs> don't fire me. <laughs> not allowed to Please nudge someone. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> wow. All right. Please don't fire me. Also, if you work at a place like that, don't say that. Don't say that. (laughs) Don't say that. All right, I'll take the trophy back. You laugh, you lose there. (laughs) Brought to you by the Caravan Comedy Club. I love it. On 99.7 DJX. Let's get to a setting the bar story, Kelly, which is... Examples of what not to do or situations we hope you don't find yourself in. Yeah, this one involves a dead fish, the Coast Guard, and a classic 1980s movie. Oh, my. Yeah, so if you can manage to make it through the day without leaving a dead fish on the porch of the Goonies house. Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> then stealing a boat needing to be rescued by the Coast Guard, you're doing okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a lot. Which, by the way, fun fact, my sister has seen the Goonies house. So much fun. Yeah, it's there in Oregon, but this Canadian guy has been arrested for leaving a dead fish at the house where the Goonies was filmed, then stealing a boat. Uh, His name is Jericho, and he was charged after needing to be rescued by the Coast Guard when the boat he stole was actually caught in bad weather. Actually, like, there's some video of it, and it's kind of scary. You know, just big ocean, 
big waves. Yeah. And uh, it capsized, and so he needed to be rescued. But the homeowner, the owner of the Goonies house, they were talking about these this this along with some other strings of crimes and rescue. One of my buddies was like, dude, you will not believe what just happened. Like, check this out. But he pulls out this gigantic fish and just places it. You know, being from Kansas City, like, you got to wonder, you know, is the guy sending a message and I'm going to be sleeping with the fishes or something, you know? Yes. Hey, are you going to be sleeping with the fishes? That's what I was thinking. Like, what's the purpose of the fish? Yeah, I don't know. Connections were being made that it was the same person and that he was at the hospital. And by the time we got involved, he'd been released from the hospital. Yeah, so obviously oh, after... could go down there and interrogate him. Right, right, exactly. So yeah, Dead Fish, Coast Guard, classic 80s movie. That's uh, setting the bar story recipe, if I ever heard one. If you can manage to make it through the day without... Leaving this dead fish on the porch of the Goonies' house, then stealing a boat needing to be rescued, then you're doing okay. I think we all around here maybe can avoid that. You'd hope. That is setting the bar. If it weren't for the Grammy Awards this past weekend, I feel like everybody was enthralled with this, quote, weather balloon that was flying across the United States. Now, um... China is saying, "Hey, well, yeah, it was a, it was a weather, it was a wayward weather balloon." <laughs> yeah, uh, that's... And, and hey, we're trusting you to handle this in a mature way to send it back. Yeah, okay. and, and so if if they are trusting us to send it in or uh, to handle it in a mature way, why did you fly over some southern states where you know there are going to be dudes with their rifles <laughs> exactly going, hi. Throwing beer bottles at it. Get out of here. <laughs> I loved all the memes. Oh, the, the memes, memes gave me life. The memes were hysterical. Like, I, I, you know, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and I saw uh, when the weather balloon flew over Ohio, what it saw. And it was like uh, a couple of rednecks, like, throwing beer uh-huh. bottles. <laughs> Probably very accurate. Right. For sure. For sure. Now, uh, the United States did wind up uh, shooting it down uh, just over South Carolina or um, uh, right right off the coast of South Carolina, I should say. It was about 60,000 feet at the time. So if you were thinking that you were going to hit it with a rifle, mm, a little little too far. Yeah. (laughs) A little little too far. It didn't make quite the journey across the country before they decided to finally shoot it down. It it did. Uh, I will say it's funny because there were police departments that were saying, don't shoot at the balloon. Like, yeah. like you're not going to hit it. That's what they're, that's the point. Yes. Like you're not going to hit that balloon. Too it's, far. it's, it looks way, like it's close. It's way, way too, too far. far. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It did wind up getting a uh, uh, shot down and, um, you know, China's like, you know, why'd you do that? And that's our weather balloon. Yeah. That's our weather balloon. <laughs> and apparently there are a couple others that are, that are, uh, uh, in flight right now, uh, but not over North America. So, uh-huh. uh, but I will say that always one to, capitalize on an opportunity Mm -hmm. those people at party city they've got an idea not sure what to get your special someone this valentine's day why not surprise them with a colorful chinese spy balloon bouquet from party city (laughs) Ah. show your valentine how much you love them yes by watching their every movement (laughs) 24 7 (laughs) (laughs) sounds so you know for the person who has everything maybe yes. you need to show them you're really really dedicated to them nice by, you know shocking they're not calling it a weather balloon though by picking up a uh, a spy balloon there at party city for them so would you want to keep an eye on someone constantly <laughs> constantly <laughs>
the Chinese spy balloon bouquet from Party City. It's the gift that says you're always there for them because you're always there. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kelly Kay. This is kind of homegrown. Got to say congratulations to the Christian Academy of Louisville 7th grade boy basketball team winning the Kentucky State Championship again. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at those guys. Buddy. Crushing it. All I do is Pretty win, amazing. Win, Coaches Chris Burke, Gabe Graham, Adam Klein, they poured into these kids, not only teaching them, you know, the game of basketball, but incorporating scripture and teaching them to be good humans and how to conduct themselves on and off the court. Why, that's why we love them so much. Nice. Man, Boogie, Jaden, Kellen, Jackson, Trey, my son, Jake, Carson, Will, Eli, Grayson, JJ, Harrison, Braden. These are all a very special group of boys that we've gotten the pleasure of watching for a couple of years now. Out of 64 teams, by the way, they battled through six games this mm. weekend to bring home the trophy. Second year in a row, they won it last year in sixth grade, too. And apparently only three teams have ever one back-to-back state titles. Would you look at that? Look at that. Look at that. Bringing it home for the win. Super proud of these boys. Were there so, any moments where you were like, oh, they're not going to do it? They're not. They, oh, well, they're not going to do it. There was the first game yesterday started off kind of kind of dicey. We mm. were a little, the blood was pumping okay. early. Okay. Yeah. And then they really, second game, they, they kind of, it was all right. We were good with that. And then third game, the final game was pretty intense mm. against Knox County. But they pulled it out. These kids are fighters. They are awesome. So State champs. So proud of Jake and all of his buddies. Good deal. That is awesome. Yep. yep. State champs. <laughs> Woo! You're a proud mama. I am. We'll share that on the website, WDJX.com, and tweet it out, too. 99.7 DJX. Good morning. Ben Davis, Kelly K Show. I don't know if uh, you've ever recommended like a friend for a job or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, your friend is maybe, you know, just in, in need of a job or whatever. And you're like, you know what? I'll do you solid. I, I know. I know some people. I'll make some calls. We'll we'll get it. Ha- we'll we'll get it, you know, figured out for you. And they're like, yeah, man, thanks. Thanks. And then later you hear from your, uh, you know, your, your calls, your network people. And they're like, yeah, um, your buddy, the dude you sent over. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not great. Not great. And then you're like, oh, ow. Ow. <laughs> yeah, I know. My bad. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I thought he'd be all right. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why they're kind of like, hey, don't always hire your friends. When you need advice, come to Ben and Kelly. It's group therapy on 99.7 DJX. Julie needs some help. Hey, Ben and Kelly, no good deed goes unpunished, I guess. Mm. One of my really good friends have fallen on some hard times. She and her husband lost their jobs. They're both collecting unemployment. They're looking for work, but no luck. Mm -hmm. She stated that both would love to do odd jobs for extra money, so... I helped arrange for that through my work. I have access to a lot of that sort of thing. Oh, okay. It's it's all kind of side gig stuff. Word of mouth is important. I noticed that the things I hired them for were not really done well. Mm. But I had hoped that when they worked for others, they would take better care. Now I'm getting terrible feedback, and I've talked to them both, but they just say you get what you pay for. Oh, gosh. I don't get that attitude. I never knew this about them, and I'm not sure how to proceed. I'm feeling kind of angry and disappointed, wondering what I should do. 
are you recommending them for jobs that is not within their skill set? You know, like if, if I was down on my luck and I had a friend who was like, here, I, I've got some work for you to do. It's carpentry. Right. You have to have a certain skill level, I think, to be able to do that, like to be hired to do that, where people are paying you for that work. I would want someone that has experience and a certain skill set. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the odd jobs that she has them doing are. I mean, and I'm just using, you know, benefit of the doubt, you know, um, before we start jumping all over Julie's good friends about not doing good work, maybe they're not in a situation where they can do work because they're not skilled enough to do it. Now, that being said, maybe they should have said, I, hey, I appreciate it. I don't know. I mean, we'll try our best. We don't know really how yeah, to do this. Yeah, I'm not qualified this. for that. Yeah, exactly. And But and, this attitude of you get what you pay for seems to be the biggest problem. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I definitely don't like that, especially if... Uh, your friend is, or, you know, Julie is, uh, uh, going out of her way to try to get you guys some work. And then you're like, well, you get what you pay for. Yeah. That's, that's telling me right there that they're not really trying to do their best or at least not being honest when that is not in their wheelhouse. Mm. All right. Group therapy would love to hear your feedback because, you know, maybe you've been in this situation and, you know, you can shed some light on Julie's situation by, by saying, Hey, you know what? I did this and this worked out or I did this and it did not work out. So, right. Uh, 502-571-9970. So Julie recommended a really good friend and her husband for some work when she was, when they were down on their luck, they both lost their job. She's not. Doing a very good job, though. They're not doing a very good job. Julie is getting complaints. And when she approached them, they were just like, yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and that's what Amy said. You get what you pay for. That did it for me. Mm. That sounds cocky, like they're only doing the minimum because they feel like they aren't getting paid enough, which sounds ungrateful to me. I would tell them that you don't need any help anymore. You're a good friend for giving them a chance in the first place and trying to help them out. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good approach to it. Jason? Uh, they should be thankful for what they get in front of them, you know. Mm. Uh, at least they will make two bucks or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know that they should be thankful, and it apparently they're not. So, I guess what is what is Julie do in this situation? Though? Uh, she's just going to have to back off of them for a little while, man. Stop <laughs> recommending them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Jason, appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Yeah, you guys have a good morning. All right, you too. Yeah, that's frustrating for everybody involved. I mean, you know, the people that you recommended them to yeah. are going to be frustrated because right. they're not getting good work. And then, of course, I know you're. Your friends probably are frustrated if they're not getting great feedback. And then, you know, you're frustrated because it makes you look bad that you're recommending people that aren't great at those jobs. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth says, I've been both friends, the one trying their best to get another friend hired and the one depending on a friend to get hired. So I can't imagine being in a place of such need and not doing my best at the job. Like no one likes to clean, but if I lost my job and I could get back on my feet with a cleaning job three times a week or something, I would make sure to clean the blank out of place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I, You know, there's a whole lot of, yes, they should do this, and yes, they could do this, or I would do this, and I could do this, but it, that's just not happening. So I think 
And if they'd had a different reaction to the feedback that Julie was giving them, like, oh, my gosh, really? I'm so sorry. You know, we thought that we were doing a good job. And, you know, how can we make it better? That kind of thing. If they had that kind of reaction, I think it might be a different story, too, if they genuinely... They were tr- acting like they were trying yeah. to do their best and put their best foot forward. But this whole attitude of you get what you pay for is the biggest problem in this scenario. Yeah. And if they're not skilled for the work that they're being asked to do, like they should be honest with that. Fact they should. That I, don't, I think this is above my skill level. Right. And maybe that's why, you know, you're getting some not great work. So maybe if you recommend me for other jobs more that fit my skill set, gosh, you know, it's. Even saying that, it's like beggars can't be choosers, you know? Yes, but at the same time, you know, when people are paying money for a job to be done, you do Mm -hmm. expect it to be a certain, you know, level. Ashley said she needs to be honest and let them know there will be consequences if they don't do what's expected. Yeah, I think I like what a lot of people have suggested and just said, you know, say, hey, look, we're getting this feedback until you can put more into it, pay better attention to detail. Or maybe they need to have another conversation about what kind of work do you feel like you are good at that you will get good feedback from because maybe she's just recommending them for the wrong types of jobs and that's where they kind of need to have a a little sit down like where is your skill set? Let's try to match you up better with odd jobs. All right. Well, a lot of things to think about, especially as you're trying to deal with friends and you're trying to deal with uh, angry clients and all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's tricky. But they have to understand, too. Like, listen, if you don't go do a good job, that reflects badly on me, too. Right. And then it's a bad situation for everybody involved. For sure. All right. Keep us posted. Playing a fun little game called Little Kid or Drunk Adult. Let's introduce you to Julie calling us from Crestwood. Hi, Julie. Hi. Good morning. Morning. Julie's got brown hair, drives a mom van, is a physician assistant at the VA, is married, and was once in a former life a Marilyn Monroe singing telegram. Get out. That is unusual and unexpected. <laughs> so, were, did you... I mean, Marilyn... What did you sing? Yeah, I was going like, to say, happy birthday. Was it the happy birthday happy song? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh. Could you give us a little of it right now as Marilyn Monroe? Um, sure. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Ben is blushing. Happy <laughs> birthday, Mr. President. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Wow. wow. Normally yes. you'd have to pay for that performance. We got it for yes. free. Oh, my goodness. Ah, Julie, that's... What a blessing. That's cool. (laughs) My son's in the car with me. He's nearly laughing, falling out of the seat. (laughs) (laughs) You should see how red Ben's face is right now. I mean, very... I'll tell you, Julie, if you showed up at my door and sung that, (laughs) that'd be something else. (laughs) All right. Little kid, drunk adult. Kelly's going to explain how the game works. All right, very simple. You're going to hear three stories. You have to figure out, did these stories occur in the person's life when they were a little kid or a drunk adult? I'm going to tell you, it could go either way a lot of times. All right, Julie, here we go. First one, little kid, drunk adult. So I went swimming in a hotel fountain naked once and uh, and got us kicked out. Ah, okie dokie. Naked swimming in a hotel fountain. Well, I think that could be either. I'm going to say drunk adult. Yeah, I'll agree. All right, both of you say drunk adult. Yeah, I was a little, little kid. Oh, 
little kid. Oh, 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 like okay. three years old. We're on a family vacation. Everyone <laughs> went to take a nap. I couldn't fall asleep. So <laughs> I decided to head to the lobby where was, there was this really cool fountain and uh, proceeded to take my clothes and no. diaper off. And Oh, he's three years old, oh, and he's wandering wow. around a hotel. <laughs> and uh, started splashing around and, uh, and then peed in it uh, before they figured out who I belonged to and kicked us out. Wow. All right. Yeah, where were your parents? All right, Julie, you're 0 for 1. Here we go. A little kid. Drunken doll. Trust me, these don't get any better. All right, here we go. Okay. I pooped myself at a party and ran to the bathroom and washed my underwear in a sink and stuffed them away. Oh. oh. But again, who I'm going to say drunk adult. Okay, drunk adult. <laughs> a little kid didn't be at a party. <laughs> yeah, that, well, uh, it could be a birthday party. Could be. <laughs> All right. Oh you're, saying, you're saying drunk adult. Kelly, what about you? I'll stick with the drunk adult. Both of you saying drunk adult. I was a drunk adult. There it is. Yep, okay. For yeah. sure. All right. I was at a house party and I started laughing so hard and I thought I was just going to be a fart and it turned out I was wrong. <laughs> oh my God. I ran to the bathroom, washed my underwear in the sink and stuffed them in my purse. I ended up hooking up with a guy later that night at the party what? and he thought it was so sexy that I went commando. If he only knew. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh, oh MG. He's like, wow. Hey, baby. You're like, that yeah, you know. It was an eventful night. Don't look at my... Yeah, it was! What a night! Isn't it? That's I mean, a movie scene. It is a movie scene. All right, Julie, you got that one right. Let's try to get this last one right, okay? Okay. I'm going to resist asking if anything like that ever happened to you when you were in college, <laughs> but because your son is in the car, but you know what, Julie? Just wink. We know. We, we know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, last one, little kid drunk adult. I ate rabbit poop thinking they were milk duds. Oh, my oh, God. gosh! I'm really hoping that's a little kid. Oh, it has to be a little kid, right? All right, both. That's like an innocent little kid mistake, right? I mean, you'd think. I sure hope so. You'd think. It has to be, right? All right, both of you said little kid. I was a drunk adult, Mike. Oh, my gosh. Oh. College roommate's girlfriend had a pet rabbit. Long story short, we were playing some drinking game. I got blackout drunk, and I apparently went to the restroom, and when I returned... Offered them some milk duds. The the rabbit cage was on the way back from the bathroom, and apparently that's where I stocked up. Oh my god! Oh come on now! Come, come on now! Come on now! Come on! Come on Kids, now! There are lessons in these little kid oh, drunk yeah. adults. <laughs> yeah, don't get to the point where you can't determine what is rabbit poop and what is milk duds. Right, Julie. Honestly, you didn't do great. <laughs> Um, but we're still going to get you tickets. Thank you. I, uh, I feel like that's a badge of honor when you don't do well. If you're an amazing expert at this, there might be something in your life you need to examine. Maybe. 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 Right? Who knows? <laughs> Julie, congrats. Hang on the line another quick sec, and we're going to get more information from you, okay? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay, kids. Let's learn the difference between milk duds. And rabbit poop. If you would like to be the star in Little Kid Drunk Adult, just message us a little story. All you have to do is voice note it, you know, record it on your phone, send it to us, Ben and Kelly Show at gmail.com. We'll play again tomorrow. 70JX, Ben Davis, Kelly K Show. Last night, Beyonce picked up four Grammys, which is enough to break the. All right, feel good. All right, so this cafe owner named Charlie, Charlie, he's in the UK. 
He bought a metal detector about six months ago. Kind mm-hmm. of a new hobby, right? And he just stumbled across something pretty incredible. It's 24-karat gold pendant and chain bearing the initials of King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. The necklace decorated with the Tudor rose and a pomegranate. Catherine symbol. Charlie digging about a foot into the dirt to unearth the heart-shaped pendant. Then that's probably a find of 10 or 100 lifetimes. I mean, to find something that you could directly trace to, to royalty, right? I mean, that's just amazing. According to the British Museum, nothing of this size nor importance from the Renaissance period has been found in the UK for more than a quarter of a century. Wow. It's huge. It's <laughs> like, it reminds me of the necklace in Titanic. I mean, it's... It's ginormous, and no word yet on, like, how valuable they think it is. Right. But, you know, whatever they end up placing the value at, he's going to have to split it with the property owner where he found it. Oh, okay. But either way, it's pretty amazing. You can yeah. see it at WDJX.com. Emmys last night, so did Jack Harlow. He looked great sitting right behind Taylor Swift, actually. Um, and he's living kind of a, man, He's he's got some stuff going on. With a uh, new ad campaign that is launching on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, which is pretty cool with like Missy Elliott and a bunch of other people. And then uh, the teaser for White Men Can't Jump just was released. Yeah, he's going to be in a movie starring in a movie. I probably should have asked this earlier, but how much cash do you have on you? Did you not bring enough money to cover this game? I brought like 80 minus 60. I'm like the P.T. Anderson of basketball psychological warfare. Who is P.T. Anderson? Our greatest living director. Spike Lee is our greatest living director. Spike Lee is not even a good Knicks fan. I knew this was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like Jack Harlow played. If you remember the original White Men Can't Jump or maybe you've seen it, uh, you know, um, on Netflix or one of the streaming services, Woody Harrelson plays the role that Jack Harlow is playing in the remake of White Men Can't Jump. And he's a good basketball player, too, so I think he's perfectly uh-huh. cast in this role. If anyone can remake this movie, yep. I think he's a good choice. Yeah, so pretty cool to see uh, Jack, and you can see that little teaser. we got to post it for you. Twitter at 9970JX or WDJX.com. On social media, at Ben and Kelly Show, you can always get a hold of us. Online dating has been a thing for a while now. And, I tried it for a hot second. Right, so... Uh, we got this DM from Robert we'll get into here in just a sec. But if you've got a situation that you're like, you know what, I just need Ben and Kelly to talk about it, maybe get a little bit of uh, other opinions on it, or maybe it's uh, helping by knowing there are other people out there. You know, I think that's going to be the case here. Yeah. So Robert said, hey, Ben and Kelly, got a wild story for you. Took a date to a concert the other night, and our seats were directly in front of a single mom I met through Match.com. Okay. What are the odds? Right. To make matters worse, this woman screams out, Hey, where have you been? (laughs) Did he ghost her? What a mess. Oh, man. We met on Match, went on one date, and now she's ruining a concert. Oh, jeez. It wasn't bad enough that she was looking at me all night. She freaked out the lady I was there with, too. I ended up answering questions like, How do you know her? And how many times did you guys go out? Right. Now, I'm thinking this woman may have ruined my chance at my new date. Oh. So how would you have handled that situation? Anybody bump into an online date that maybe didn't go as well? And mm-hmm. what happened? Mm. Man. Yeah, that's awkward. Uh, yeah, I never uh, I never did the online dating. 
Yeah. But how is that any different from just... Regular dating. Yeah, I was going to say regular dating, and you go out on one date and didn't work and it out. It really go well. Yeah, yeah. So... I think this is a case for like never to ghost anybody because mm-hmm. of this situation right here. You never know when you're going to maybe bump into them again. And so I think it's always best to be honest when a date doesn't really go well and you know there's not going to be a second one or there's no future to just kind of <laughs> lay it out there instead of just disappearing yeah, because they, of this. Yeah, they say Louisville is the biggest small town you'll ever see. And For sure. this is one of those cases where, you know, you're going to run into someone, you know, that you know. And it's, well, it's, it's like this, too. It's the same kind of situation if you're in traffic, right? And if you're, you know, being angry in traffic or you're like tailgating somebody or whatever, what if you happen to go to the same exact place? <laughs> right? That's yes. happened to me. It was like right after I'd had my son, I had to follow my husband to the car shop. Yeah. And I was behind this person. He was going like 20 miles an hour and swerving, didn't really know where he was going. He was going to the exact same place. So I pull in right behind him and I was like, sir, you're driving dangerously. I just felt like I had to say something because <laughs> he's just like, you're just, you're following me too close. I said, sir, you don't know where you're going and you need to figure that out before you get on the road, sir. You're driving dangerously. And I've got my son in the car and don't do that. That's a side of you that doesn't creep out every... It was the one it, and only time that's ever happened. I was going to say, <laughs> Kelly getting all up in your business about I was some, a new mom A new mom, mode. right, right, right. And it was in a special sort of way that morning. You're in you're in protection mode and... Yes. Listen, you cannot go swerving all around the road and... You are endangering my new son's life. Look at his face. Look at his face. I didn't say that. In my head, I said that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, hey, I Robert, I, look... I think you need to just be honest with uh, the your your current date and just say, right. "Hey, look, you know, it was a I ghosted her. Uh, She's well, obviously obviously that. obviously it sounds like Robert, you didn't end things well to where maybe she didn't understand what happened. Exactly. I think for her to have closure, mm-hmm. let's maybe use Robert as an example to let's not ghost anybody. If right. it's not going well, you don't think that you're jiving up with this person. Just be honest. Say that so yeah. that you don't have to be awkward in public if you happen to run into them again. If you've got a funny story about something like that, you feel free to share it. 502 579 Lotto, 9970JX. Before that, unholy winner of Best Pop Duo performance on last night's Grammy Awards. Of course, uh, the big uh, history was made as Beyonce uh, has now won the most Grammys in history. I'm trying not to be too emotional. And I'm trying to just receive this night. I want to thank God for protecting me. My parents, my father, my mother, for loving me and pushing me. I'd like to thank my beautiful husband. Who, by the way, uh, Jay Z looked like he was uh, one hungry when they when they when they showed him uh, when Beyonce finally got there. She had been delayed, stuck in L.A. traffic, or so you know. Uh, Trevor Noah, the host, said uh, they finally got to her. Did they miss dinner? Yeah, and and yeah, they I apparently missed dinner because 
uh, when they when they sh- uh, showed Beyonce and Trevor Noah kind of went over to her, Jay Z's sitting right next to her, and he's just eating. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, like, listen, there's some leftover snacks. You I'm know really what? Hungry. I missed dinner. Yeah. Right. You right. have a late plate. <laughs> right. For sure. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Beyonce, Lizzo, who won Record of the Year for about damn time. Uh, she was just talking about like Beyonce pretty much during her uh, uh, acceptance speech. I look around and there's all these songs that are about loving our bodies and feeling comfortable in our skin. And, and I'm just so proud to be a part of it because in a world where there's a lot of darkness, I'd like to believe that not only can people do good, but we just are good. And anybody at home who feels misunderstood or on the outside looking in like I did, just stay true to yourself because I promise you, you will find people, you will attract people in your life who believe in you and support you. Well, that didn't actually say anything about Beyonce, but, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. she did. Fun message, though. Good message. She, yeah, yeah, she did uh, thank you know Beyonce for being kind of an inspiration to her and all that. Uh, I don't know if you saw um, Kentucky's own Chris Stapleton up on stage or not. But but he's he, amazing. Yeah, he dude, he was. He was up on stage with Stevie Wonder and uh Smokey Robinson as they were kind of doing um uh, higher ground and they were singing Tears of a Clown, which was pretty cool as well. And then there was this awkward, awkward moment. And I remember seeing this and uh they announced Madonna. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You don't even have to say much else. <laughs> they announced Madonna. And you know who Madonna is. She's been around since the 80s, four decades. She uh, she is doing her best to hang on to her youthful appearance. Yeah. She didn't really look like the Madonna that we no. remember. No, however, she does not. However, she is used to maybe... The way MTV used to produce the Grammy Awards, uh-huh. with like these fans in the state, in front of the stage, cheering for everything and all yeah, this. Yeah, they're and, not doing that there at that particular show. No, no. So when they announced Madonna to come up on stage, and all she had to do was introduce Sam Smith and Kim Petras, their performance of Unholy, which you have one job. And this is, and and I left, and I didn't edit out any of the pauses. Just okay. For, uh, oh God, she just, wasn't swearing, was she? No, 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 no. Okay, good. No, just for effect. Are you ready for a little controversy? Come on, people, let's make some noise. Okay. Y'all are going to sleep over here. So. <laughs> She just, she just, she literally berates the audience saying, y'all are going to sleep over I, here. It sounded like a really good response. I know, I, I know. I'm honest. I know, and then <laughs> it's like. Here. So. Oh, no. It's just like, oh. Here's what I've learned after four decades in music. This okay. is not about you. It's not your moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yada, yada, yada. She, she was trying to make it her moment, though. She She's stumbles. Like, she has given me a couple of minutes on stage. I'm going to stretch <laughs> it out. Oh, she stumbles through it. And uh, and it's just, I remember watching it going, oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, okay. somebody come get her. The news that Netflix was, like, cracking down on password sharing and 
making you select a home Wi-Fi network and IP address. Yeah, and it had to be a TV, like your main device that you had to log into like every 31 days. Sent everyone into hysterics. Yep, a lot of people threatening, well, I'm going to cancel then. Yeah, well, Netflix was all like, whoa, 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 Well, you know, and and it is, you know, there are some legitimate reasons, not just people um, upset at change, which is a thing. Sure, (laughs) but but it's people that travel a lot and maybe don't have, you know, a a home-based TV that they would be able to check in on college students, stuff like that. Right, if if you've got a legitimate... Yeah, if you've got a legit Netflix account and you want to log into a hotel... A hotel room, you know, to watch it. I mean, you should be able to do that. And a lot of hotels are equipped with, you know, their Netflix and everything for you to do just a thing. And so Netflix finally was like, well, okay, before you go jumping off the Second Street Bridge, why don't you just take a deep breath? It's only for certain places right now. Uh huh. They're saying right now, though. Right. Which still... yeah, you know, we know, we know. Which they were all like, they're pumping the brakes when they saw how many people were mad about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I know that you know you probably like me, probably like a lot of people. You know, we do some sharing amongst others, where you know, hey, I got the Netflix account, maybe you got the HBO Max account. This mm-hmm. person has the. Uh, Amazon Prime account, something like that. And you just kind of, you know, use them. But people are, like, cutting back nowadays. They're starting to filter some of these out. Like, how many streaming services do we need? Yeah, you have to, for sure. Yes, you really do. And, you know, Netflix lost a lot of subscribers over, like, content issues already. So they don't need more people in massive amounts jumping ship right now. And Mm -hmm. I think they realize that. Actor Ethan Hawke from, you know... uh, Dead Poets Society, among others, has been in Louisville filming Wildcat. You know, he's been seen around town. They've been filming there in St. James's Court. They've been several big stars have been here. Laura Linney is in the cast. Mm -hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. uh, Shelby County Courthouse. Uh, They've been around. But man, I tell you, I started seeing everybody freaking out. Oh, my gosh. Ethan Hawke is at Florida Flea. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not often that Hollywood big stars Descends, are hanging out right. for an extended period in town. You're all yeah. hoping to have some sort of an encounter. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's it's like, you know, you, you hang around town long enough and you start to do things and, you know, head to the head to the thrift store, head to Florida Flea, things like that. Sure. Why not? If they're going to head out to, like, Middletown, I might have a shot at seeing them. I don't I, know if that's going to happen. I know. My daughters are, they, they were just talking to me yesterday. They're like, we wish Ethan Hawke would just come through the, they, they work at the Mega Cavern. They're like, we just come through the Mega Cavern once because we just want They probably have a good shot of seeing someone. I would think that would be, like, a tourist attraction they might take in. Yeah, you never know. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> they, were, they, they, they absolutely, one of their favorite movies is Dead Poet Society, and so... Uh, they were like, we wouldn't even say hello. We would just stand on our desk. And <laughs> just stand on the desk and look and stare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That won't be creepy at all. Right, right. But I'm sure he gets that, you know, especially from that movie for sure. Kelly K. Okay, so uh, get to the website to see this viral video of this guy running alongside a car, mm. driving along the center guardrail on a snowy Massachusetts highway. 
That was Adolfo Molina. Mm-hmm. And he noticed a car on this this highway and he pulled over to help. It was just kind of driving along the center guardrail, like hitting it and just it just kept going. It was clear oh, that I the see. driver was yeah. incapacitated. Right, right, right. So Adolfo runs across all the lanes of highway, mm. which is very dangerous in and of itself, trying yes. to get to the car. He looks in, sees the driver is unconscious. And he's just running alongside it, and he said that, you know, it was something like God protecting me in oh. that moment. Wow. He doesn't speak English, but, you know, there's interpretation on mm-hmm. the video, so you can see what he's saying. But he was honored for his bravery by his local mayor and home country of Dominican Republic. And there was another motorist that eventually did get the car to stop, but he would he was, you know, it was only because they saw this guy running alongside a car. Yeah. Kind of out of control on a highway, just snow covered. It just looked like the most dangerous situation. You can see that whole story at WDJX.com. Pretty amazing. Wow. Okay, cool. Setting the bar time. Kelly, these are examples of what not to do or situations we hope you don't find yourself in. Right. The Pope praising the middle finger wasn't really on my 2023 bingo card, but look at this. Here we are. Does he understand what that's supposed to mean? So if you can manage to make it through the day without praising the middle finger when you're the Pope, you're doing okay. Now, to answer your question, the middle finger doesn't probably have the same sort of symbolism in uh, Italy that it does. I thought that was universal. Isn't that universal? I feel like it's universal. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So the Pope... The Twitter account, whoever was running the Twitter account for the Pope, because you know the Pope's not getting on Twitter. Right, exactly. Um, it it was uh, part of a thread about how each finger represents something important in life. Like the thumb represents prayer, forefinger others, um, like your ring finger forgiveness, pinky finger service, and then the middle finger honesty. Just basically saying that, you know what, if you look at your hand, no one else has your hand. Your hand is very unique to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're calling that finger unique? But the whole middle finger meaning honesty, they decided once the internet and Twitter took hold. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. To uh, go Honestly, ahead. Honestly, you're a jerk. When it. I hold this up, that's really what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. You know what? Look, hey, the Pope said I'm going to be flipping strangers off more often now. Thank you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> How jarring would that be if you saw a picture floating around of the Pope holding up just that finger? Right. That would be something. Jarring. For sure. So, again, he wasn't intending it to be Uh that way. However, the Internet being the Internet, it took it that way. I do think that is universal. That we know what that finger stands for, and it's not honesty. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I got to think that in 2023, that gesture has been around a long time. Like, it's been I, around a while. I'm not Italian, but but I know that like the the whole chin thing where you flip mm-hmm. flip the chin. That's like a uh, like kind of flipping someone off in Italian, exactly. right? Yes, that is not a compliment, right? Now, and again, I, for for those for the language barrier, like that's what these symbols. These are ways to communicate. Where <laughs> you don't necessarily ways. have to know the language and you know what they're trying to communicate. Right. So again, if you can manage to make it through the day without praising the middle finger when you're the Pope, you're doing okay. Okay. Now he knows. Now he knows. Now he knows. And now we can check that off our 2023 bingo card. Fun times. <laughs> that is set at the bar on 9970JX. Hard to believe we're already getting into the Norton Children's Hospital radiothon mode, but we are. 
It's uh, going to be sneaking up on you here at the uh, first part of March, which really, when you think about it, not too long away. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, no one knows that better than me. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been helping compile some of these stories that you're going to hear. Uh, which, you know, if you've ever tuned in during the Norton Children's Hospital Radiothon brought to you by Bill Collins Ford, I mean, you know that a lot, there's a lot that goes into these and there's a lot of stories and families that are showcased throughout uh, the 24 hours. And yeah, the centerpiece really are the, these family stories mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are really truly painting the picture of the things that they do at Norton Children's and why it's important to help continue to fund that every single year. Yes, 100%. And so, anyways, you're going to hear more and more about it as we get a little bit closer. We just don't want it to sneak up on you, you know? Right. Uh, March. Like you're going to be tuning in one day, expecting like a certain show, and then, wha-pam! Hey, I want to hear fart jokes! And it's like, no, you know Not what? Today. We're, <laughs> we're Two days, we'll take a break from that. Uh, March 2nd and 3rd there. Uh, it's 9970JX. Swift, 9970JX, nominated for a bunch of Grammys. She did come away with a Grammy, but that was untelevised. That was kind of before the whole ceremony began for All Too Well, the 10-minute music video that she had um, starring one of the uh, stars from Stranger Things. How mad are the Swifties, though? I feel like they get angry if they feel like their queen is not honored in an appropriate way. Well, I will say we do have several Swifties that text the show quite often, and it didn't sound like they were that upset about the outcome. You know, they did the Grammy Awards show Taylor several times. One was when she was dancing to Harry Styles uh, when he was performing as it was on stage, which, mm-hmm. if you'll recall... She and Harry were friends uh, a little while ago or uh-huh. a while ago. So, um, you know, some may stay, say the uh, whole song style is about Harry Styles. Um, but, yeah, Taylor was well represented just in the audience, I would say. Uh, one of the memes that I loved from the Grammys was the shot of Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. If you've seen it, it's like... The wife drags the husband to something he doesn't want to go to. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it to you, you know, without that seeing has it. To be the case, I don't think the Grammys is a place that Ben Affleck was like itching to get to. Well, and every shot that you saw of Ben Affleck, he is not smiling. Yeah, he, he looks like he's ready to just go home and yep, get nope. in comfy clothes. You know. Yep. <laughs> He's just trying to get through the night. He's like, okay, yeah. how much longer till I can put my sweats back on? Right. And if you if you do want to um, watch one video from the Grammy Awards last night, try to find the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That- oh, it's on our blog. Oh. It, just click on all the highlights from the Grammys. We've got it in there for you. We've got you know the big uh-huh. uh, speeches for you, the winners, and you can watch that video, the highlights. Yeah, that that montage was pretty awesome. LL Cool J, Run DMC, you had Busta Rhymes, you had Flava Flav, Public Enemy. You had a lot of uh, some of the heavyweights from hip-hop making their way up on stage to do that montage during the Grammys last night. So, anyways, yeah, all that, like Kelly said, in case you get asked a question, you're like, oh, I don't know. Um, We've got the uh, all the info for you, so you can sound intelligent like you were there or you <laughs> like saw it. You were there or saw it, right? WDJX.com. 